Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best dang podcast you can put your moist little ears into. Hopefully you've had a wonderful morning. If you haven't, hey, I'm sorry, but we're about to make it better because we're talking about aliens. Alien Aliens. Bones. I you about to say alien bones. <laughs> alien bones. Again, I'm going to reiterate okay, this. Okay, I didn't know. On, a, on, an, in, on an interview we just did for Mark and Draco, which you can find on our Patreon. Yeah. I mentioned an idea I had in the middle of the night. Woke mm-hmm. up in a cold sweat. Yes. And I grabbed Siri, grabbed my phone. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, Siri, moon bones. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I started going down a rabbit hole of like dinosaur fossils on the moon. What does that mean? We got to figure it out. Yeah. Moon bones. Moon There's bones. something yeah. there. Yeah. There's something there. Wait, 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 wait. Moon bones. Uh-huh. There's something there. There's something there. I can see the IMAX movie poster for the adaptation mm. of the graphic novel that was originally a web cartoon. Yes. I just found my trajectory. That's how I'm getting to the top, baby. So for those of you that are just tuning in and you're like, moon bones, <laughs> this, this podcast is about uh, comics, mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. TV shows, mm-hmm. and moon movies, bones. And moon bones <laughs> and movies and TV shows about comics. There you go. A lot of the time. Them's the rules. So speaking of the, that the big movie that's released this week that's a broken thing it is a broken thing and we should we should never give it to a guest we we keep accidentally giving it to guests and then they feel impressed like they did something wrong yeah so it's a we have a broken pop filter so so our audio doesn't sound like this (laughs) this is how you fix it with a pop filter that knocks down or we just have a mic that somebody dropped on the ground (laughs) and it looks and it's pretty quiet so the big movie release this week oh and by the way i'm this is off the rails i'm (laughs) i'm dj woldridge and this is sam basher where that's here there is there is bone boy moon bone boy moon faced boy um sam had a fourth kind encounter says danny m in the comments uh fourth kind was not a movie i watched it looked spooky oh it's an awful movie yeah fourth kind a, a dumb movie. Mila, that, Mila Jovovich? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And who is the person who looks a lot like Selma Blair and Mila Jovovich? Flip flop. You, you always have the, the have, celebrity doubles. Yes. There <laughs> are people that look, there are, like there are waves of genres in film, mm-hmm. there are actors that come up around the same time. Jennifer Connelly, Liv Tyler. No, that's just because they were both uh, Betty, Betty, whatever's in Hulk. Yeah, that did not. But they help. don't look alike. Yes, they did. They played sisters in a movie. Listen. That means they have to look alike. When did they play sisters? Oh, I couldn't tell. <laughs> when they both oh. play Betty Brand, <laughs> they're twins. With it's the not Betty Brand. Name. Betty Brand is in Spider Man. It Betty is Betty Ross. Ross. I see. I always wanted to be alliterative. Betsy Ross made the American flag. Yeah, Betty Ross doing the Hulk, turned into Red Hulk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she couldn't doink the Hulk. Have you ever seen these movies? They can't doink. <laughs> that was a weird plot point in The Incredible Hulk. That, that was revisited twice mm-hmm. in these movies again with scarlet witch scarlet johansson black widow did oh they my mention, god did they mention that with they him? can't and then she mentions that she can't, can't have, have babies can't have babies 
We, whatever. I don't need to get into that. So, um, wow. Anyway, big movie this week. <laughs> Men, in Black, Men in Black International. It's the fourth time they've made these movies. Third time they bungled it. Yeah, exactly. And so you can see a review for it. It might be awesome. And for those that don't know, uh, this podcast is where we get to be more personal with you guys, answer your questions, everything. Might be awesome is where you see our reviews and we do breakdowns of history stuff. And so I, you primarily did the research for the Sam. But before we get into it, mm-hmm. um, one of the videos you can see on Might Be Awesome is a breakdown of the history of Men in Black, which I always found very interesting because I think at the beginning of the first Men in Black movie, it is listed as a Marvel comic. And as a kid, that blew my mind because I didn't, you, when you think Marvel comics, you think Spider Man, you think Hulk, you think Hulk not being able to dunk Black Widow. Those are the things you think about. Those are the first three. Yeah, those are the first three. Um, and you don't think about Men in Black. And then in Men in Black International, it's listed as a Malibu comic. Mm-hmm. And I think on the Men in Black cartoon, it was listed as a Malibu comic. Which, honestly, as the name of a comic company, is pretty cool. Yeah. Have you, do you know anything about Malibu comics? They were bought by Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Malibu comics back in the day was like Image. Um, in that Image had a bunch of superhero uh, lines as well. It had Spawn. It had Savage Dragon. It had Wildcats. Um Malibu had its own line because it was the Valiant did the same thing. The big 90s boom. Everybody was the speculators market in the 90s uh, was about ready to f- almost get rid of comic books as an industry. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, but, uh, but Malibu had Prime. Um, and the only, my only real exposure is they had like a 13 episode animated series for these characters. For Prime? For, for the Malibu universe, the Ultraverse. Uh, it, was, it was called Ultraverse, and then the main team was Ultra Force. And they crossed over with Marvel once. Once they bought over, once they got bought for like off. a second. And so Prime was the big one. It was their, it was their Superman, but it was also basically Shazam. But what made it weird? It was a kid that could turn into this thing, but he generated a shell. So it looked like a human body, but then he would shed it like an exoskeleton. It would always be goopy and gross and stuff like that. Um, and then in the comics, he was able to adapt it. So like when he's at first, it's very Superman-esque. And then he sees another superhero that's like edgy and hardcore. So he changes to more edgy and hardcore. Fun. And then he mellows out and becomes kind of a merging of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so mentioning Malibu. Yeah. Men in Black was created by a comic company called Aircell. Yeah. That was purchased by Malibu, so they became Malibu characters. Men in Black was published by Marvel a few for a few issues, like single issues after yeah. the nineteen ninety seven movie came out. Yeah, for obvious reasons. Because yeah, of course you'd want to capitalize it, on it, that. I can't believe maybe there's rights issues when it comes to like publishing comics, but like Men in Black is a series that sounds amazing. Like that yeah, is a continuing series. I think the only reason they might not do that, it's got to be rights issues, especially since it's listed as a Malibu comic here. But also because would it conflict with their Agents of Shield stuff? Having no, the Men in Black, it, it's like it's like your Star Wars stuff. It, Men in Black was pop, more popular than any. I can think it's fair to say in the in 1997, Men in Black was more popular and uh, than any. Like that's that's not true. I was gonna say more popular than any like superhero movie out at the time. I think that at, I think, at the time one hundred. I'd say that. So it's like, why wouldn't you dive? Especially into that? Marvel, because that was before Marvel movies got cracked. I think X Men was you're, next. You're, next X Men was next, and you're right around Spitting Distance of Blade. Yeah. Um, but like, as far as like general, no, yeah, the Men in Black was huge. And like, but what I mean is like, you have your Star Wars comics going right now. They have nothing no. to do with. So you keep it out of it's its own yeah, continuity. Also, weirdly, Marvel characters are being published over at IDW right now. I don't know yeah, what that is. Yeah, which is supposed to be like family friendly stuff, and like, wait, Marvel can't do family. Friendly yeah, stuff? they like, have like, like Squirrel Girl and stuff. And yeah, Miss Marvel, those are family friendly. Yeah, uh, Devil Dinosaur. 
that mm-hmm. one's family friendly. So oh, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, all it's it's weird that they haven't published it and they haven't published comics since from uh, Men in Black. And well, I'm talking about the Malibu Heroes, I I every time it comes up, but uh, working on your video, I had to look up again. Like, why don't they? And it's they it, it it's some sort of rights thing that they're not willing to talk about. They're like because also at the same time it's like it's not your business. Like you know, you know yeah. what I mean? Cause it's, uh, it's but I'm curious because oh, yeah. I think they're the. the Malibu characters are very 90s, but so were all the Valiant characters, and they've successfully been rebuilt, rebranded, and rebuilt and relaunched. You know what I mean? And I think the it'd be cool to see like Marvel has tried multiple times to crack a Superman character, and it's like you could have used Prime. You know what I mean? He could have been your guy. You know? And got for whatever Hyperion, reason, they got they got Sentry. Sentry. They've got um, uh, Wonder Man. Blue uh, Marvel. For Blue Marvel. One hundred percent. Like like Captain a, Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Why? Hang on. So the but that was it. I recommend checking out um, the weirdest character in Malibu. I went down a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> went to the was Mantra, who was a sorcerer in the the middle like the Dark Ages, and then because he was trying to stop magic or whatever, and then he got teleported to the future inside a sexy deforce's body, so he became a woman. And he was not a fan of that. And he's one of their top female. She, she is one of their top female characters. And it's like, I, it was one of those like, could you do, mm, maybe there's a way to do this now that would be okay or mean something or do something. I don't know if. I, yeah. But it's definitely tricky. It's definitely yeah. tricky. I doesn't feel good. <laughs> I'll just say that much. It doesn't yeah. feel good. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when people say, like, oh, they go to you go to a football game and you do the Mexican wave. You're like, that's what the name of it is. <laughs> but something doesn't feel right yeah, about something. it. And that could just be an American thing. It could just be a me thing. Something yeah, yeah. doesn't feel right about it. Sit Indian style. Mm, Indian burn. You're like, yeah. mm. <laughs> I said that when I was a kid. Yeah. I don't know if we should. Yeah. Anyways, a lot of a lot of questions. Same thing with that story. But check out check out uh, the Malibu line of characters. If we're in, it's just an can interesting, you though? Can you uh, like? You no, know, if you go to um, websites like Comic Vine that have like history, check out the history of the characters. There you go. Because it's a fun little like anecdote in comic history. All these like, and again, it's probably nostalgia on my part because I grew up in the '90s. So there's all these weird characters that popped up and then vanished off the face of the earth. You know what I mean? Would you ever want to see the Muppets join the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe? 100%. Oh, Why is that even a question? Going, going too far. Yeah. Just comics universe. Yeah. Just, just the, the Muppets? Yeah. Yeah. How would you want them? I don't care. I want them to be a part of it. I want them to be real, though. I want them to be... There's mutants, there's inhumans, there's Muppets. Yeah. Well, Sesame Street. Yeah. 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 100%. Why isn't Sesame it's, Street... It's next to Yancey Street. <laughs> Wait. So, is Sesame Street a, a Disney brand? It, uh, uh, um... No, it because might not. The Muppets are. The Muppets, the Muppets are, are. I don't think the. I don't think Sesame Street is. Even though Kermit's on both, because it's because HBO has the Sesame rights, Street, yeah. and that's HBO's Warner's. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how it's split up. I can't believe Disney doesn't have mm-hmm. uh, Sesame Street. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I could see. I wouldn't mind a Muppets like Marvel crossover. I think that'd be pretty. cool. I want them to be. It, it, you could also do it like the Warner, the DC. Uh, Hanna-Barbera crossovers, which would be really cool. But seriously, I just want them to be part of that universe. I, it's already, listen, you've already got aliens running around. You've already got extra-dimensional demons. That's part of the fabric of this reality. Just have these walking around Muppets that's just, oh, those are just Muppets. Yeah, and Grover is a superhero there. Yes. Also, Toy Story, toys, toys come alive in this universe. But we don't know because they keep it a secret. 
that'd be a really good long running joke that mm-hmm. nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. That no, that nobody knows. Like Doctor Strange, maybe. You know, you brought up Toy Story, and can I reiterate again? The movie's not out yet, so we have to be spoiler free. Hot yeah. damn, that that movie's so really good. good. There's so much. I, I I don't know if we ever talked about it, doing an episode on it, but I want next week's episode to be on it because it was so much fun. Let's do it. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's, super on board. Is that fair to say that's what we're into this week is Toy Story is so good? I do want to say that I picked up. Where did I pick up? I picked up oh, I've got something I want to talk okay, about too, so, so, sorry. We've been all over the place. And we talk about Men in Black. And we talk about aliens. Uh, not. I was about to say our encounters. That's not what I mean. I mean our favorite stories when it comes to UFO encounters, alien yeah. encounters, uh, as well as other alien stories. I think that'd mm-hmm. be kind of fun. But for what we're into this week, just throwing it out there, Monster Calls. It is a book and a movie. I have not watched the movie because mm-hmm. I don't want to cry twice in a row. Um, okay. But don't you, though? I don't. Okay. Uh, I actually, uh, it was a really short read. I read I Kill Giants um, from Joe Kelly. And that is, that actually got a movie of the last year that it was, oh, it was received all right. It got like a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything about it, really. Um, yeah. I didn't read. I, I wanted to check it out, but I didn't read I Kill Giants, but I am a big Joe Kelly supporter. I know you weren't a fan of I Kill Giants, but... No, no, no. It's not bad. It's. Yeah. I, I think the, I think there's a really good message in there, and I think he does a good job with it. it I get a little tired with ultra mean and kids who act really shitty. Yeah. And there's a reason for it for some characters. Then there are other characters that are just bullies, but they're bullies to the maximum degree. Yeah. Which that doesn't mean those people didn't don't exist. Yeah. It's just sometimes it's exhausting. It, it is. And so it's it's not that it's not uh, it's not that it's not good. It is good. I think a monster call is a better example of how that move they function the same way. Gotcha. Using monsters as a way to look at grief and as a framing device. And the the mystical way that uh, a monster call looks at what its monster is great pitch the the sto- the intro of the book is fantastic you start out with a kid and his mom just kind of playing together you know the mom's like something's something's like weird you don't know what's going on but it's a very grounded story they're drawing pictures together and they they would make big monsters big, mm-hmm. they'd make different creatures and stuff and he would uh, this young boy would draw this monster and at night when he would go to sleep he'd look out his window and he lives in a small English town and he'd look and he'd see a church on a hill with a cemetery and a tree mm-hmm. and the moon would always line up with where the tree would be and it was always just like that's what he saw when he'd go to sleep and he looked at it and randomly at like three in the morning he woke up it's the same night every, it's the same time every night he'd wake up and he looked out and the tree moved the mm-hmm. way it wasn't supposed to and all of a sudden tree kind of spins off into an arm mm. and then an arm and then it pulls itself out of the ground and it's like ripping up all like the graves and the, yeah. the church and everything walks over and they have conversation and it's not a friendly giant it mm. is there to do a job and teach him something yeah but it does such a good job of towing the line of is this real or is this a dream because mm-hmm. sometimes it happens during the day sometimes there are he'll have dirt all over him but you know he didn't go outside but at the same time like maybe he just slept walk you know like uh. you don't know but it's a absolutely just heart shredding story and mm. it's not in a it's not like depression porn it is actually such a thoughtful and endearing way to look at grief and loss and how people are going to grieve the way they're going to grieve and you try to mitigate the way people maybe more angry emotions you'll have during that because you can't understand especially a kid can't understand yeah. losing a parent that's that's pretty hard to understand for mm. a kid it's and I'm sorry if any listeners have ever had to go through something like that. Um, and I think this this writer did such a good job just diving into that. 
it's a really rich well and it's worth it's a story worth telling and for kids to read it is mm-hmm. not a it is a more adult book mm-hmm. but i do like the point of view of looking at how a kid would deal with something like this yeah. so that's a more dour note the episode would be more fun what did you read this week so or what for, are you into what am i into this week uh a, f- a friend of mine ken people probably know like uh from other projects i've done um introduced me to a canadian show called uh letter kenny uh, which I feel like I've heard about before. I think but, uh, it, I have too. Yeah, but I don't know from where. Um, but it was a web series that became a show, and it is in the vein of something like Trailer Park Boys in that it also focuses on a small town in Canada of, let's say, what in the States we would call rednecks. Um, it's, it's kind of like a small backwater town. And the series is fun. The series is a lot of fun. However, the opening segments, the, specifically the problems of Letter, Letter Kenny, which are their own like little sketches that I that I, from what I understand, are basically what the web series was, where these little bits are almost always gold. They are so funny. I played one for you uh, where it's uh, there's a character named Squirrely Dan, mm-hmm. and it's about Squirrely Dan and his lady friend, um, and. And I just love the because it, it it's it's heightened, um, but it, it they have the flow of a conversation where you'll start off on one nothing you're not talking about anything and then you'll you'll kind of like focus in on something and then you'll kind of like dive into it and now you have a bit and it's I just recommend going online a lot of these little bits are online just look up Leonard Kenny you can check out the show on Hulu but it's it's really really funny uh, and I like that there's this whole like. Because we're dumb Americans, we th- we think of all media through our own prism of what we're watching, but like Canada has these like little cult shows that are that find their way over south of the border to us. Um, so everything I've seen from from Letterkenny so far is is really fun, and it might be worth if you want kind of like an offbeat uh, comedy. Pick you up after a monster calls. This is pick you up a little bit after a monster calls. Um, you might want to check it out. Uh, and have again at least watch some of those sketches. I think there's another one I want to play for you w- b- before we're done today. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really quick in the chat, we mentioned Muppets joining the Marvel Universe, yes. and people have been asking who'd be worthy to pick up Mjolnir. Uh, yes, I love it. Wendy yes, I love that this conversation is happening. Wendy yes says it would Miss Piggy be worthy. Maggie no. immediately said Kermit would be, and uh, Wendy yes saying Kermit would be the next Captain America after Sam. Very good point, Sam Wilson. Mm-hmm. But also Eagle Sam. So Sam the Eagle would. I think I don't know if he's worthy enough, but I. Think I think I would see him as a Captain America type or maybe going the opposite and being like a uh, like a Thunderbolt Ross kind of character. You know, it yeah, just 100% Thunderbolt Ross. I think you're right about that. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody said Sam Bash should go after Kermit. I'm definitely not worthy, but I appreciate the, the nomination. I like the Wendy S. recommends Rolf uh, because dogs are autom- automatically worthy. I don't know about that, but I, the pureness of character. I know we just determined Sesame Street doesn't count, but it's like Big Bird probably. For which one? Pick up Mjolnir. Uh huh. Just, just because the pureness of heart. Elmo. And like Elmo would one hundred percent pick up El- uh, Mjolnir. He Elmo couldn't read the inscription <laughs> on the sign, but when it could have one hundred percent pick up Mjolnir. Um, but uh, but man, this just makes me happy. That I, I really want the, the Muppets. It's just a thing in that universe. There's just these weird puppet creatures exist. Mm-hmm. We just don't go on that street. Mm-hmm. They take care. Of, it's like a daycare over there, so mm-hmm. we don't we don't want to bring our business in New York over, over there. there. That's in a borough, not in. NYC proper. It's not yeah. Manhattan. It's somewhere else. <laughs> That's in the, nuts. And then it somehow, yeah, it somehow goes into the MCU. Like they start showing up in the after credit scenes. 
uh, they have to deal with Thanos. They have to deal with the snapping. <laughs> Who <Which> vanishes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Elmo didn't vanish. Oscar the Grouch didn't vanish, and he had to pull himself up by his bootstraps <laughs> to save the day. Yep. Um, he lives in the trash. He does live in the trash. Give him a bath one of these days. Forky would want to hang out with him. Don't talk about Toy Story. Know, we can't I'm spoil sorry. it. I'm sorry. It's next week. But getting into aliens because Gonzo is an alien and that was established in a movie. I, well, I don't hate. I, don't, whoa, whoa, I didn't whoa, like whoa, that movie. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, whoa, wait, hold, whoa, 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 whoa. I love that movie. Okay, what's your favorite Muppet movie? Um, seen Muppets that one. Christmas Carol. I've not seen that one. You have not seen Muppets Christmas Carol. I can't imagine Come. it's much more different from a regular Christmas Carol it's movie. The, it's my favorite Christmas Carol movie. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. We should watch it for a stream for Christmas or it's July. The Lion. What? Or July? Christmas in July. July. Yeah, I don't care. I love that movie. You ever seen the Gonzos from Space or whatever Muppets Go Space? <laughs> I did. These things celebrate good time. Come on, at the end of the movie. <laughs> Is that the full name of the song? <laughs> I have to imagine that it is. Yeah, probably. He's from space. Yeah, fish he is. teach him that mm-hmm. in space. Fish teach him? Fit, fit, flying fish. In space, they <laughs> teach him that. I don't know if Muppets were made to make movies. That was actually, by the way, just a quick little plug. Yeah. In this great Muppet episode that we're doing, <laughs> uh, Defunct Land actually did a, re- a cool little three part, maybe four part, uh, yeah. Jim Henson docuseries cool. from the first show he ever did, which was yeah. nothing with Muppets except for Kermit. He was from that. And then going into commercial work, and that was pretty cool. And then the first Muppet show that led into Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Where can I find really this? Cool. A Defunct Land. Defunct on my, on land. YouTube? On YouTube. Okay. And you can find it. It's really good. It's really good. Also, Maggie Whitmer, who's watching us live, recommended Defunct Land way back when, and that's how I checked it out. A uh, little dance from Michael Caine does put it uh, at God level. See, Muppet, Muppet Christmas Carol is legitimately an amazing, an amazing film. It's actually a really solid adaptation of Christmas Carol, too, which is like crazy. Uh, and there's a framing device where uh, Gonzo plays Charles Dickens. Yeah. So a lot of the a lot of the narration that would be hard to capture the language of in in a visual medium, Gonzo is able to deliver that. So it's a great way of like you get the richness of Charles Dickens writing, but it also isn't too serious because it's Gonzo. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 great. Also, the ghosts are legitimately the the ghost of Christmas Present is delightful, but. Uh, past and present are actually kind of scary. Well, they got to be. Yeah. With that, yeah. the episode's probably titled Aliens, <laughs> so we do have to talk about aliens. The, alien, the episode is probably titled Aliens. So, Sam, what was your first encounter with aliens? Um, can I tell you? I'll say that there has been an encounter in my family. Really? Yeah. It's so exciting. I'm sorry. Reel it back. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, you got so excited. I'm and I will, so excited I about will, hearing the story. I will let you down. Okay. This story. <laughs> and everyone listening. I could promise that. Yeah. Uh, um, my grandpa, who is past God rest his soul, which mm-hmm. is a great bit from Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. um, he um, lived in Colorado his entire life, and that's where he uh, raised my dad and yeah. my uncle. And they had a like a bunch of property. Yeah. And he said when the sun was going down one day, he had a beautiful sunset. You're talking, mm-hmm. you got your reds, your oranges, your yellows, it's beaming across the sky. What a, what a time to be alive. Yeah. And he noticed an aircraft coming going over his house and he's like oh that's kind of cool and about halfway through it pivoted and mm-hmm. went the other direction and about uh on a, on a dime it mm-hmm. turned and then sped off uh twice the speed the other direction and uh, that's it <laughs> Sorry. that's the end of the story that's still pretty cool do you have one no do your family believe in them 
Oh, um, wait, sorry. My family does not probably believe in them. Did your family ever... Except your, except your, your grandfather that had that experience? God rest his soul, yeah. But he did believe in it. He believed in that. Okay. Actually, no, I think he may have believed in a lot more. He mm. collected a lot of Nat Geos, and he always had those alien shows on the History Channel on mm-hmm. his TV. That's really where I, I watched by them. The, by, by the way, I didn't know the alien guy was actually like the host of that show. I thought he was like... On the History Channel, like the guy that that was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, you thought he was just like. I thought it was just you know when you go to like an expert, quote unquote. Uh-huh. I thought he's, he was one of those guys. No, no, no. He's he gets paid a lot of money to be on that show. I mean, good for him. I like his good Beekman. for him. I like his Beekman hair. Um, but dude, my family believe him probably a little bit. Definitely curious. I think a lot of people want to um, believe in stuff bigger themselves. I know that like people kind of relate to as you left the era where kind of like religion was unquestioned to an era where we started buying into more science that there is a rise in the belief of aliens because you still humans still have that desire to like have something bigger themselves so now they they position it more in an alien sense you know what i mean us from another it's just cool it's like a lot. It's like Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, all that stuff. It's just cool. Mm-hmm. I had a question for the guest who was here earlier about Bigfoot and Loch Ness monster. May I ask it now? Yeah. All right. So, mm-hmm. with the rising temperatures globally, yeah. as we all know, uh, due to fossil fuel emissions, Allegedly. methane, <laughs> solar flares, yeah. what have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which species do you think will be affected first, Loch Ness monster or Bigfoot? I gave my answer earlier. I said Loch Ness monster because of a rising salinity in uh, our oceans due to coral reef bleaching and other factors uh, with pollution. Mm-hmm. And I think that would affect the eating habitat for, or sorry, the the, uh, the 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 food sources and the habitat for a Nessie or Loch Ness monster, uh, Ogopogo, uh, Champ, what have you. Mm-hmm. Our sea creatures will be affected first. What do you think? I think, uh, you know, you look at, like, uh, mass extinction events and stuff like that, and the reason Nessie is around is because it was a species that was allowed to be unaffected by that, that I think surface-dwelling creatures tend to get the brunt of that quick. Like, we have, like, stuff like the um, um, coelacanth, that I almost called it the relicanth, but that's the Pokemon name of the coelacanth. Uh, the coelacanth that, like, is, is millennia old. Mm-hmm. Um, so sea creatures tend to last longer. So I think Bigfoot would be displaced quicker. Mm-hmm. Like we find them quicker, they it affect, they affects them first. Affects them. I think Bigfoot. could put, probably put them in the public eye quicker than yeah. the Loch Ness monster. Is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. I've never disagreed with you more. <laughs> <laughs> Not once on this podcast. I've never disagreed with you more. Um, um, but speaking of that, actually, the original Men in Black comic did deal with more supernatural elements. Correct. Hmm? Right. Uh, <laughs> you totally zoned out. I was reading this, this comment from Danny M. I saw UFOs at a party when I was a kid. All the lights went out, and we saw two objects in the distance. You're going to have to elaborate. He you're gonna, left though after yeah, that. No, he, yeah, he said bye bye. But you're, if you're, if that was a joke, and oh, they're all saying bye for yeah, he left. Yeah, he uh, you need, you really needed to elaborate. Yeah, you, on that. you left uh, us with yeah. such a good treat. Yeah, you don't get to dive into it. Yes, uh, the Malibu Comics Men in Black series dealt with more. Uh, sorry, Air Cell dealt with mm-hmm. more supernatural elements in the sense that the Men in Black weren't just hiding aliens from the general public. They were mm-hmm. hiding uh, your vampires, your werewolves, yeah. uh, your zombies, like yeah. any. 
then that's it. And then those things. I'm going to be honest with you. I think making it aliens in the movie was a really smart go. Cause uh, one, I did like a sentence, like some of that. I think I 100% agree too. Yeah. Like it, it, not only does it simplify it, but also that's pop culture. What you know, the men in black as you always associate them with keeping aliens quiet when you did the history. Like that's where the story started. Also, there's more lore behind hiding that from the public. Yeah. Uh, up high, covering up UFOs, not, Werewolves. I don't. Yeah. Nothing I found popped up in my yeah. any searches about them hiding supernatural elements. That's fun though for yeah. the comic. Like again, if you made a series, like not the cartoon, but if you made like a comic series or yeah. another series, you could yeah. kind of dive into other supernatural elements like that. I definitely think something like Men in Black and Ghostbusters should instead of like we keep trying to remake the movies, like make a show, man. Like we've got so many apps or whatever, make a show. They they lend themselves to a monster of the week situation in such an interesting way you could have a good balance between um the serialized elements and the episodic elements you've got examples of stuff like fringe and x files and all that. there's just so many examples of how it would just work you know mm-hmm. i would very much be on board with a series uh like a hulu series or a netflix series about the men in black sony sell it come on come on youtube you make an original series with Men in Black starring Will Smith. You all are best friends with him anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mark S. Brownlee. I remember that part mm-hmm. in his, uh, in his uh, YouTube Rewind. You so don't wait, watch those. No, do I, don't, you? I don't actually. So You're not now out. the movie's out, right? Yeah. Men in Black International. So we don't have to be as cagey about it as we are with Toy Story. They try to do a bit in the movie that's the same bit from the first movie just not as fun which is a good way to describe the movie when they're like oh these celebrities you know are aliens. And they even have like no that would make sense. It's not the same, man. Like, because in in the original movie, it's Michael Jackson, and oh, there's another celebrity. It's like Dennis Rodman. The, celebrities were weirder in the '90s, so when you make that joke, it's like, oh yeah. When it's like Elon Musk or Donald Glover, that's not fun. Donald Glover, why? Because he's really impressive. Like, that's, that's not anything. That's no. not. A, that's not even a good joke. If, Come on. If this person hadn't, you know, been a monster and gone to jail, that that six nine guy. If you showed like a rapper mm-hmm. that looked. Yeah. Like that, and yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, that guy's an alien. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not him though, yeah, because uh, we don't. That's did Post Malone be like, yeah, I, I buy that. Elon Musk was kind of funny because that. I mean, that's a joke that's like around. kind of funny. Yeah, and and it's not, should Ariana Grande? It's just celebrities. It's not like celebrities that are already kind of like what you know what I mean. Like Marilyn Manson, like he's not big now, but like back in the day, like that would have that would have played. You know what I mean? Or is that mean? You know what I mean? I mean, it's all like, the best jokes not, are kind of mean. Yeah, but like, and you're not wrong. Also, yeah. I think those jokes work because they do pick people who are on board with them yeah. making that joke. Yeah. So it's like if you picked people who looked a little funky, mm-hmm. it would have been fun. Whatever. It, that part, that joke was not very funny. Also, if you guys happen to see the movie, one joke that made no fucking sense was the alien that could manipulate time by playing with their hair cool mechanic cool look of the alien yeah. but i didn't get what was happening like they were trying to do a slow-mo walk of chris hemsworth i got yeah, it oh he's beautiful yeah beautiful yeah. i don't know what's happening though. yeah and also what makes even less sense is it's supposed to be within like the context of tessa thompson's m so the implication it would be normally that m would be having this reaction anyway because chris hemsworth's attractive but there's no real romantic subplot with them, so it really exists in a vacuum. Yeah, just like all of his like drinking problems, question mark, or yeah. his tardiness, whatever yeah. his hang-up is, yeah. that's never talked about. It's They uh, allude to Chris Hemsworth got neuralized 
once, yeah. maybe more times, yeah. and it made him wonky, made yeah. him a dick. And you're like, but that's never been a thing we've seen before. Is and then you brought up as like, oh, that could be interesting, but we don't. Yeah, they don't even explain. It. That was my takeaway. But they, they, you're right. They don't explain it. Mm-mm. He's just a dick. Yeah. Now. he chose to be a dick. Yeah. So sorry, sorry. He got implanted the memory that he saved the world, and then he just chose to be that way. Mm-hmm. He's our hero. <laughs> yeah, he's, that's our that's our guy. Yeah. So Men in Black International was was kind of a bummer. I really didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't like the joke where it's like you see Kumail Nanjiani's alien. And mm-hmm. He's a pawn, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Pawn, call you Pawnee," and it's like that didn't. That's not earned. That's mm-hmm. not. That feels lame as shit, man. Yeah. That's like I want him to have a fun name. That's cool. I like the idea of it being a tiny but little alien. Forky's great because that's <laughs> what his name would be. That's I don't his disagree, Christian man. Name. Is the thing. Pawnee doesn't. I don't like the name Pawnee. What weirded me out is they is their his pawn form looks like a dildo. Yeah, because he's an alien, and that can't be by accident. And it's it's so like Superman's weird. ship. It looks like sperm in Man of Steel, and he comes out of a penis building. Look at that scene again, and that's exactly. What I'm it not is. disagreeing with you. you Look at it. You're coming at me like I'm biting. Pull it up right now. Look at it. Look at it. Um. So as a kid, I was way. I've talked about this before. I was way into. Urban legend, myth, the right. Loch Ness monster, I Bigfoot, got, aliens. I all got a that question stuff. for you. Yeah. Early internet days, did you ever like look at like forums to like hear people's alien encounters and stuff? No, because um, that wasn't like uh, I, that. My stage was pre easy access to internet, mm-hmm. um, so it was more looking at like books, like getting Ew, books, books from the uh, library of like uh, creatures they don't want you to know about. Oh like, yeah, uh, Michael Bumby, the the. Uh, Diplodocus that's just supposed to be in Amazon or something. It's um, there. It's, we can confirm it's there. Uh, all of that stuff. Because mine really stemmed mostly from the creatures, like Loch Ness Monster. Basically, I think I think now that I'm saying it out loud, it was definitely, I definitely wanted there to still be dinosaurs. <laughs> I wanted there to be a, a dinosaur somewhere that we could find. Example. They said that they found an under ground lake in antarctica and first thing that popped to my brain was there's definitely dinosaurs there's, there's definitely dinosaurs not, a, not a doubt in my mind there's a dinosaur down there and i need i'll to swear on a bible right now that there is a dinosaur down there so when when it comes to that stuff like aliens were part of that too but also i think because um men in, men in black came out after independence day and independence day was around when i was a kid and so it's that blends into the interest in aliens because independence day was like the shit for me as a kid it's it was still so cool it's still so it's really good mine if you pick apart the fact that they hacked into an alien ship to take it down at the end and that being kind of lame little lame but at the to end. be fair like everybody does that now like we're able in this men in black movie she's been on the job two days and she's able to like piece together back a hover bike oh yeah, yeah. no 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 Minus that, yeah, the movie's perfect. The yeah. movie's amazing. It's such a, it's a blast. You know what? And there's something else with um, uh, Will Smith being pairing him with a good odd couple partner because you have Jeff, Jeff Goldblum in that as well. Yeah, we had a movie that where Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum were partners. Yeah, and we've never done it again. What? Why? Why yeah. did we? If we never done that again, also, why wasn't Jeff Goldblum in? Men in Black International. I love Liam Neeson. Why haven't they ever pointed to him as like he's an alien? It's yeah, one hundred percent. That would have been a, that would have been a great joke. That's how you do it, Men in Black International. Now you showed Childish Gambino in his best suit. Yeah, it's like he's it's just a really talented boy. What are you talking about? Um, but that was, uh, that was a silly one. Um, 
yeah, and so like this idea of aliens and the universe is so big, and why not? What if they show like Alex Jones? <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> See, it's that's, not, that's not, not funny. funny. That's it's not like funny. also, whoa, you guys are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was with next to Ariana Grande. You're like, this is so weird. Uh, yeah, yeah it's something... would, have been, would have been funny if they showed Elon uh, Musk doing the when he smoked weed for the first time. Mm-hmm. That would have been a funny clip to put up there. He's like, he can't breathe it because he's because he's an alien. Because he's an alien. Who, what would be a good alien joke? You know, they have a lot of Jeff really... Jeff Goldblum is good. They have a lot of really good alien designs in all of these movies. Yeah. Even with some that are just CGI, it's still really cool. Yeah. It's still really cool. Like, it, it, like some of them are just like... Mon- in this movie, a lot of them were just like, these are live-action Monsters, Inc. Monsters. Like, the one... <laughs> 100%. One of them's wearing... Has th- three sets of eyes... And oh, with the glasses, glasses that guy. And three ears that go up. And it's like, that is a monster. That's a this monster. 100% of monsters from Monsters. Solely went to school with him. Yeah. yeah. I know I that one. I know the secret. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. I think one of the reasons that the franchise has not been doing so hot, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, is I think CG, the ubiquitousness of CG, has made movies like this less special. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Because you can do anything. You can do anything. And I think when you were limited to um, the first Men in Black, where he has to wear the Edgar suit most of the movie, and then the one big CG thing. I even forget the bug CG because it actually looks really good. It is. Um, the bug The bug is CG. You get the CG tentacles in the middle where the baby delivery, which is a great gag. It's such a funny... It's one of, the, it's one of my favorite gags from a movie. Yeah. And that's... It that's it, and and the thing is, you could, oh, and then uh, when Mikey runs at the guy, the alien at the very beginning, when he runs to go to nom on that guy's head, that's CG, and so you had to limit, you had to ground the story, you had to one because that stuff was so expensive, and most of it had to be prosthetics, and you had to plan most of that stuff years in advance. You couldn't just wing it. You had to plan all that stuff out, and you had to find a way to make it work. Now it's just like, oh, we'll throw it in a computer and we'll make it happen, mm-hmm. and so it's less special. It feels less feels less real. I think one of the cool things about Men in Black is it feels it with that it's the same principle as the first Harry Potter movie where if you go to that train station and you go down the that whatever, the whatever and a half, it'll be there. Or or nine and three quarters. Or, Sorry, I had to think about it. No, thank you. And Diagon Alley, it's this idea, especially as a kid, that that New York was always kind of this magical place. If I went down this right street, man, I could find Jeeves. I could see I could find the Men in Black building. It's there and now it's like no it's just in a computer someplace mm-hmm. and th- those uh the vfx artists over at quarter digital do a fun vfx artists react but it's yeah. not about tearing things down it's more of like they show an equal amount of like this is why this is impressive and this is why they showed like detective pikachu and it's like hey did you know that when light hits you it actually goes through your skin just a little bit and bounces back out that's why when you put a flashlight up to your hand yeah. that light comes through and does like that uh Illumination through, I mean, it looks red. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, they did that through the hair. It was really cool. Anyways, they talked about how sparing, uh, sparingly you could do UCGI like in Jurassic Park. And that's yeah. why the first Jurassic Park still looks so goddamn amazing. Same with The Matrix, too. Like, so it the, still looks very impressive. We've been watching the Swamp Thing show, and the Swamp Thing has a fully prosthetic costume, which is great. Um, and you know, if they did a movie, it'd probably be a full CG creation. And it's like, I think what would be really cool is you do the costume and then you add things that you couldn't afford on a show like that. Like you have some CG where the, the vines are all – it's a costume, but you, the vines are always kind of like moving. Like it's clear like beneath him is moving stuff. Like he's plant all the way through. It doesn't need to be entirely CG. Yes, you can, but it doesn't need to be. It doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? I loved – with the first Men in Black, the way that you bring up a good point where it's like you have to be really sparing with it, but also 
how grounded the movie is. Yeah. Weirdly, for a movie where it's supposed to show you that the universe as, is as filled up at, like as New York is. There yeah. are so many different cultures and species and types of aliens out there that you yeah. can't even fathom. Yeah. It's such a cool idea, but also the way our pop culture has a like adopted that weird conspiracy culture it's like yeah they feed off of that like the the men in black actually utilize that in really cool ways so if you want to find aliens you have to actually go through the penny savers and find find aliens that way that was a good joke in men in black international i think it was my only joke that i liked in the movie yeah um right yeah and it was a good visual bit it it, was a really good visual bit it was hilarious it was really funny if you guys aren't gonna see it it's fine we'll just say it, it you see that Tessa Thompson, before she's a Men in Black agent, has been tracking them through a multitude of different ways. And so she's looking at the penny savers. You see the dumbest looking alien, just the dumbest looking alien uh, drawing and saying that Bill's coming back to see his kids. He had seven kids with some woman. And when she finds the crashed alien site, the alien looks the way it does in the penny savers. Exactly. It looks stupid. And he's like, I'm just trying to see my kids. What's wrong? Like, what are you guys doing? You're trying to hassle me. I love it. It's, it's It's a good bit. And in the first movie, you get a lot of that. And the how particular the neuralizers work too. In this movie, they're just kind of flashing them all over the place because you can. Yeah. And in that movie, it was so particular the way you used it. Even when you used it too much, it was like, mm, don't do that because yeah. that, can, that can hurt someone. It was always day, month, year. You always had to be very specific, specific with the way that you took back um, people's memories. Yeah, 100%. And, and again, that, that eye to specificity, you know, we, we'd look at something like Toy Story 4, not to give them the specifics, but like just the eye for detail it helps, man. It it helps. It helps make it feel real. It helps make it feel less like, and it's tough. It's tough to make a movie that like makes people feel things and like be invested. But that's why I'm not going to a Men in Black movie because oh, it's Men in Black. I'm going to a Men in Black movie because of the way that Men in Black makes makes me feel. You know what I mean? And the the idea behind it. And I think like. I don't know. It's a bummer. It's a bummer because it's a cool franchise. And now that we've said it, now that the genie's out of the bottle, I got to say, again, let's let's dial back the movies for a minute and just do a series. I you bring up a good point. It's not about... The alien stuff is cool. Yeah. But that's not why we like the first movie. It's J&K's relationship. And yes. the second movie tried to do that mm-hmm. with another story, like another big sci-fi story but then it it missed the mark of like no no no, you ended that so either i don't i don't have an answer it's like in kingsman a different because i have more attachment to men in black but it's like in kingsman when when harry yeah when he oh he's not dead that was one of your best bits in the first movie that you were willing to kill your main guy you can't just undo it it blows your mind when you watch that movie i'm stuck with i'm stuck with taron edgerton now how are we gonna save the world (laughs) and you see that it's like okay they can figure it out but you did lose a lot of the kingsmen you can't kill all the kingsmen each movie every movie and and for me a more emotional level like by the time i'm so in love with jnk's relationship by the time in the first movie where he has to realize okay i'm genuinely emotionally attached to that you can't just undo it the second movie. Like I get that I get it because now we've seen them do Men in Black without that core relationship. It's like oh, oh, but you can, but you have to kind of go back to the drawing board and you have to find a new rapport and a dynamic. And you have to. This is another thing from Toy Story. You have to have a story to tell. Toy Story Four is the fourth installment. Men in Black International is the fourth installment. One of them has a story to tell. The other one's just a brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the third movie. There was an alien in the trailer that they didn't put into the movie mm-hmm. that was uh, graffiti that lived in a wall that would move around and make different shapes and stuff, and it would talk to 
talk to Jay. That sounds like it could be in cool. In the trailer, it looked really cool, but okay. then they cut it from the movie. Because okay. I think it was just an extra. It was in a chase scene that they saw. Like He like said, like, hey, Jay. And you just saw on the wall that yeah. the wall was moving. It could have been the wall was a thing. But yeah. classic, like, Danny of the Street stuff. Mm-hmm. Doom Patrol. Man, when it comes to, like, alien encounters I, or alien, like, conspiracies, I read up on all. I had, I used to read up on all of them. Like, I know you went to, I, I mentioned, like, forums, but I would read those all the time, especially ghost encounters. Those were my, that was my shit. I loved, yeah. I loved that. And it's, like, a weird mix of, like, I believe it, but I don't. But also, mm-hmm. maybe someone's got enough proof for me to maybe fully believe it. You, you know? want to believe it. You want to. Everyone, yeah. you want to believe. Yeah. It's not the X-Files whole shtick. Yes. I want to believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Um, so as a kid, I would read a lot of those, uh, a lot of those accounts, especially like uh, Betty and Barney um, Hill. Betty and Barney Hill, are you familiar with that? And it's one of the most popular encounter stories. Is Vermont or New Hampshire? Just stick with. Bear with me, kids. This is this is the story. Uh, they were driving home in the '60s. Yeah. And they saw something in the sky, kind of following them. It parked in front of them. It came down from the sky, and they got out of the car and then they all they feel all they remember is that they blinked and then they were driving 13 miles they were 13 miles away still driving and they mm-hmm. don't remember what happened and eventually memory starts coming back and they because they feel very uncomfortable and they don't know what happened they remember that they were abducted and they were like basically kind of forced onto the ship telepathically and they were experimented on they saw star charts they were able to see where they were they were out in space and then they were returned to their car mm-hmm. and uh where by the time that they they had come and gone and they had, they haven't missed a second it's pretty cool it's um it's an interesting story it got adapted into a movie that um james earl jones played barney interesting. and also i believe if i'm remembering correctly he played barney because they were an interracial couple and a lot of conspiracy theorists were kind of like or people who are uh against conspiracy theories for aliens were against it in a way being kind of racist towards their relationship since they're an interracial couple. Mm-hmm. So there's like some of that tied into it. There's a lot tied into the Betty and Barney Hill story. And it's one of the most popular and well documented uh abduction stories. Has it been debunked? Uh I mean as much as it can be. You okay. know, like they saw star charts, but also they've they looked at a two dimension they saw a Basically, they said they saw a piece of paper of the star charts, but that's not how stars work. If you mm-hmm. flew out into space, stars are in three-dimensional space. Yeah, yeah. So a paper map doesn't that show doesn't you anything. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's so, You'd have to still be on Earth yeah. looking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and anyway, yeah. also, you, a fun fact, I didn't know this. When it comes to space travel, do you ever see the, what our observable universe looks like for Earth? It looks like two cones facing opposite directions of the field of view that we have of okay. our of our observable universe, and in there, then there are two in, a, in opposing directions mm-hmm. other cones of darkness. Mm-hmm. So we can't look that direction because of how time works, because mm-hmm. of how the way that time, uh, basically how things are decaying, and the way that uh, the way we move around and the things that block our view. There are some things in our universe that we'll just never be able to see. That's just that's it. bananas, man. And also heading out since Earth and our solar system and our galaxy are constantly moving into a direction we can't really map out a way to go to a star that is far away because we're, pl- we're it's like when you know you land on Mars you have to plot out everything that could get in your way now yeah. times that by a million and also the fact that Mars there's only a small time dilation between us and them there's yeah. and so if you started adding in star length and or star uh, light years basically you're going to get to a star hundreds of years mm-hmm. from their time and our time, even though because of like relativity, we're not going to age that much for certain reasons. 
um, it's just it's impossible to do space travel. It's impossible yeah. unless you had like warp drive and you'd have to move faster than life, and that's why that works in fiction because yeah. there isn't there's no version of that for us. Not yet. Not yet. But not like, yet. but in the way that we understand all that stuff, the way that the laws of physics work, that is not possible. Yeah, that is physically impossible. Yeah. We would explode and turn into energy, and we would be gone. Yeah. The um, what so I think asking uh, and it, something that tackles that in an interesting way, uh, even though the game was, was a disappointment for me, was uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, because it it was a mission to populate another galaxy, which was it was so promising because in the f- first three Mass Effect games you explore our galaxy, and um, and so the idea of like so many opportunities, but it was they were able to because your choices affected the ending of the trilogy. But they were able to skip over that because the mission to go to another galaxy was before that. So they're they're off in hypersleep while the events of the games happen. So they don't know what happened in the Milky Way. Mm. It was a, it was a good way to like move around. So storytelling wise, the game was a letdown, unfortunately. But um, I think asking uh, whether you believe aliens are here, yay or nay, is unproductive. So what I'm going to ask you is what percentage of you thinks there could be. Aliens that have stopped by, uh, probably pretty slim. Like, uh, give me a percentage. Like ten percent of you believes that that's possible. Oh, I want to. Be- I want to believe. Okay, Coming back to the- then. You you know what I'm asking. I think yeah. I think for me, yeah, pretty slim. Maybe a. I throw this out there. I want to say I'm going to be a little bit generous and say fifteen percent chance that maybe at some point somebody's dropping by if we're looking at a purely scientific point of view yeah the fact that there's life on this earth is a goddamn miracle Mm -hmm. so the fact that another version of another form of life was able to advance farther than us and maybe come to us it it, it feels in the ballpark of being equally possible Mm -hmm. a sense of everything that we've accomplished so far there's statistically there should be other species that maybe figured it out yeah um but you know like the classifications for civilizations like we're like a class three civilization yeah, 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 yeah. and like as they like go further up you guys please correct me on all the things that i am just <laughs> skimming over really fast because i know there's certain things i'm getting wrong but there's a class three where you're basically you your population's on enough planets where it's like you probably couldn't destroy your species at are this we point. class two then uh, no we're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not even. I think. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think huh. we're just barely class one. There you go. Oh, hey, pretty good. Yeah. A hey, first place. Yeah. Right. Uh, number one twice. Um. So when it comes to that, like, uh, there was a great analogy I heard where it was like, if it's a class three, uh, civilization that's able to go off world and start populating other planets, mm-hmm. the fact that like, if they can do that, they mu- there's a better chance that they're going to be hostile if they are taking over other planets mm-hmm. that they find mm-hmm. so there's not really a good reason for us to want to get in touch with them because yeah. they would be unbelievably be light years ahead of us in yeah. terms of technology there's language. not anything we could do well and that's yeah. another thing that's another thing that interests me and forgive me i'm probably going off on a little tangent here if you're that advanced we are still playing along with the idea that we're anthropomorphizing whatever this is but if you're that advanced, you might be beyond what we understand. Because on the one level, yes. On the one level, you'd be so advanced. If you're able to get here, they're literally... One of the dumbest movies I ever saw was Battle for L.A. Where it's like, <laughs> oh, if we do this tactic, we'll take down... The- no, they got here. We're done. We're, We're done. done. There's literally nothing we could... There's nothing we could throw at them 
that um, unless it's a war of the world situation and they didn't plan for our germs which you know what i mean I, like weirdly i was thinking about that maybe it was men in black that made me start thinking about it so in the most recent war of the worlds the yeah. pitch is yeah is that let's say dinosaur times mm-hmm. the ships were buried under the ground yes and then in lightning strikes which is a pretty cool visual yes they these aliens ride lightning down into the earth into the ships and they take the ships out of the ground and then start taking over so you're saying for millennia Mm -hmm. they didn't know there was bacteria (laughs) they didn't know they didn't they didn't know or they didn't prepare for and maybe they were anti-vaxxers yeah, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the reasons I do like the hacking in Independence Day because it's a '90s twist on the we gave them a virus. It's the same principle, like we gave them a virus. Um, it's a, it's a. That's why I don't think you need to remake War of the Worlds. You had Independence Day. You know what I mean? Like, come on, that yeah. was the modern War of the Worlds. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, though, the in the first scene in War of the Worlds is fucking phenomenal. The, when the... he's when he's running away and people are being their their clothes are flying off into the air. Yeah, it's fucking that, awesome. That movie made me feel not good. It, no, yeah. no, no, no. When young Dakota Fanning is watching, like just bodies float down the river, you're like, no, this yeah, is bad. Yeah. But also, it has one of the most technically impressive shots I've ever seen. I've no, I it's a it's the when they're driving away from the city mm-hmm. and the camera moves in the car and then out of the car yeah. while they're driving 60 miles an hour. I don't know how they did it. Nice. I think if we watch it now, maybe there's like a thing you can catch. Yeah. It's like Contact, another alien movie. One of my favorite alien movies. Yeah. Because um, they communicate using prime numbers. So we're able to kind of extrapolate from there and because the signal becomes stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Do you ever seen Contact? No. Do you know the, any premise? A little bit about it. And... She's trying to they're trying to contact the aliens, and she goes to like a room, and it presents itself as it's her dad. Oh, ooh, you went to the end. You went okay. too far. Uh, so <laughs> you went too far. Ooh. So we at the SETI Institute, which is the array of satellites uh, in the Southwest yeah. United States, they pick up a, a message of prime numbers mm-hmm. from space, and yeah. so we're able to find out that and it loops and it loops and it loops, and we find out that the message is actually uh, deeper than we think. And the more we start to break it apart, we find out that it's a video message, mm-hmm. and the, first, the video message we see is one of Adolf Hitler's speeches. And we're like, whoa, what the hell? And it was like, well, the first televised speech was Adolf Hitler. That, and we didn't mon- – it was kind of like when we started using microwaves at first and we were just kind of like, I don't know, it was just out yeah. in the open. This is kind of the similar situation when we would broadcast things. So yeah. there is the idea that a lot of – this isn't true, but like a lot of the radio waves we give off kind of just float off into space. Mm-hmm. So these aliens just caught – that's how they caught wind of us is that they got our, one of our first broadcasts and they saw Hitler. And we immediately, everyone on Earth gets really defensive and scared because they're like, they sent us a Nazi propaganda. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane. And they're like, well, they don't know what that is. They yeah. just sent it back because they're like, we know who you are. We yeah. saw, we know what you look like. And it becomes more and more detailed and they find schematics to build a, a machine that can send people to... Sounds like a movie I should check out. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. There is one weird... Uh, it has a shot in the movie that I have no idea how they pulled it off. Nice. Uh, it's a young girl. It's main character. She, her dad has a heart attack, runs upstairs, camera's following her up the stairs. She's going to go get the heart medication. She's running, 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 running. She reaches towards the camera, and then all of a sudden, you see her hand come in from the other angle and open a door So because you were coming from the mirror mm-hmm. angle of it. But you followed her all the way up the stairs, and all of a sudden, it was in the mirror. And you're mm-hmm. like, how'd you do that? Yeah. How? I've watched a lot of breakdowns and no one's explained it to me. But I like I like this idea of this unknowable. If they were able to accomplish that, I think another good example is The Expanse, which is a show I really want you to watch, where basically, and it's cool too because there's three Earth factions, 
Earth, Mars, and the Belters, which are the people that work on the not the is it, it might be the Kuiper Belt, this, the asteroid belt that, yeah. that is part of our galaxy, and then this this unknown this thing called the proto molecule, which we discover is essentially alien in origin, and the the show is so grounded that when the proto molecule does something weird, you're in the uh, the position of the cast members who are like, wait. What is happening? You know what I mean? Which is, if you have the capability, it'd be like that. It'd essentially be like magic. Like, I, because you're, you're playing three dimensional chess and we've only just found ball. You know what I mean? Like, we just, like, we don't even know what's going on. And so it'd be, it's interesting to think about that maybe if we were to be contacted or something, it's like a lot. And we're going back to the idea of aliens kind of replacing the idea of, of gods or whatever. It, you know, the people anthropomorphize stuff, so God becomes this white bearded dude in the sky. But if you're talking about an entity that is able to manipulate, the create is the source of reality, you're now talking about something that is so far beyond. You're not even talking ant to person. You're talking about something so far beyond our conception of reality that it's a whole different ball game. It's like when people are like, well, uh, if God's around, why does he let all this bad stuff happen? Because it's not it's not it's in the grand scheme of things it's nothing it's not anything if you're if you're talking about something at that level you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh it'd be like your kid your kid scraping his knee and thinking it's the worst thing that's ever happened because it is to him it's the worst thing that ever happened to him but you know that like don't worry it's way worse than that why are you crying about that you know what i mean um and it'd be interesting with aliens if they're if they're able to go from wherever they are to here we make them look like people or something close to people, humanoid or have ships or have that. But maybe the the secret to doing that is something completely different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you, but that's the, you can't make fiction out of that. It's like asking you to imagine a color that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, what do you, I can't. Purple. <laughs> see? It's a mix of brown and purple. But see, it's a mix of other curful, other colors. That's what all colors are. Mm-hmm. See? It's, but like, so if you were to say something like, uh, describe infrared. Red. <laughs> Glow, it actually, it would look like a, we do know what that would look like in nice. our, the way our brains would process that. Actually, fun fact, yeah. they injected these um, reflective particles into the eyes of mice. Mm-hmm. Already a, whoa uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But they did that, and with that, the mice were able to see in the dark. You were telling me about this. Yeah. It still sounded like something I would not do. No. <laughs> nope. It's temporary, and it works for a couple weeks. Yeah. Someone had it for 10 months. But it didn't affect their date, the way they were able to see in daytime. They're like, That's cool. you might wear sunglasses a little bit more. But yeah. at night, uh, you would see cool. you'd see a natural glow given off by everything because they're giving off the infrared radiation they store throughout the day. Now, you mentioned The Expanse. Yeah. My all-time favorite alien story is Letter 44. It is a comic series from Charles Soule. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking awesome, man. And it's like how you're saying when it comes to magic. There's stuff that just doesn't – you're like, okay, we can identify that maybe that's alien because it's not behaving the way we need it to. Yeah. Like – they use a laser array, basically just shoot a laser at something yeah. to kind of measure the distance. And when these astronauts in a ship fire it, it comes back with no degradation. So if you, for example, if you ever use a flashlight in a room, it gets dimmer the further away it gets. Yeah. But this laser didn't. It came mm-hmm. back equal. And you're like, that's not how things work. <laughs> that's yeah, not how it, things work. Yeah. So it, it saw, whatever that is, whatever that, yeah. ast- we thought it's an asteroid. It's not. Whatever that is, saw that we try to look at it. So it, reflected it right back at us mm-hmm. they're like mm, you don't get to look at this yeah um and the way that they show alien life is so mm-hmm. it's so scary it's yeah. so scary and did you ever figure out do you ever find out what the did i ever tell you what like the main th- why they're there 
Why, were you, were why the there? aliens are there. No. So it basically you find out that they were doing an experiment mm-hmm. on, in their galaxy. The and aliens. It, and the aliens. Yeah. And like, this is like millions of light years away. And in the experiment, it was trying to get this like kind of collapsing a star in a small area so that it could be like a power source yeah. for, for their entire empire. They needed to, for like this like solar system, it was very peaceful. They needed to do this. And as soon as they do, like it backfires and basically creates a cascading wave of energy that goes out mm-hmm. and it annihilates their entire entire civilization mm-hmm. in about a week. And yeah. they're like, then there's only three scientists left. That's it. Uh, out of the entire species. Mm-hmm. And it's their fault. So yeah. what they do is they're like, we can't actually slow down or st- we can't actually stop this wave because mm-hmm. it's just going through solar system after solar system, just kind of plowing through it and destroying it. They're like, we can't get rid of it but we can divert it mm-hmm. so they came to earth to create an array out it's in our uh, asteroid belt kind of like uh, yeah between mars and jupiter so that they can kind of just point it further and further away to slow it down mm-hmm. and it's going to fly regardless of what they did it's going to fly through earth and it, even if they do put the array up it's still going to go through earth and kill us mm-hmm. they're like sorry it's just like we need to slow it down to save somebody we don't know really yeah it's so good because it's just it's such a simple just like mess up they they messed up they yeah. messed up so bad playing with technology you don't understand and the, there's such a good parallel on earth when it comes to the iraq war in afghanistan it's unbelievable how good of a job charles, charles Soule, Soule, yeah did such a good job with that book i, I think what, what we're touching on here and i know we were talking about aliens in general but when it comes to alien stories mm-hmm. um i think having that unknown or the unknowable aspect to it because that's what the proto-molecule represents it's this thing that, like what 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 like it, especially once you get to the point where you realize it's alien and you realize kind of what's happening it's still like we don't know you know what i mean uh, another story i love is torchwood children of earth um, because that takes a Doctor Who, Doctor Who universe where the aliens are pretty noble, and it introduces an alien that's like, yeah, we, we uh, actually we know what it wants, and it's a nightmare, and it, and it's also like like uh, Letter Forty Four. It's about it's less about the alien, and more about what people will do when they're out of control, when they when they feel like they don't have control of the situation, mm-hmm. the stuff, the things people are willing to sacrifice about themselves, um, and the lies we tell ourselves about like. Oh, we're good people. Oh, this alien wants kids because it uses kids to get high. Oh, well, give them the poor kids. We'll yeah. give them the poor kids. And suddenly, suddenly, any sort of like ethics is like, eh, just give them the poor. You know what I mean? It's out the window. And it's, it's, it's tough because it's like, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> For seems, how people would respond. How people would respond. That seems like what governments would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, really quick, I just wanted to read a few questions before we hop out because yeah. there's going to be a media episode for you guys because we love you. Yes. Um, also, we also did we did have, a lot. Yeah, we did and we don't have any ads, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit longer. Uh, Danny M, who uh, ditched us, then yeah, did the save the whole screen. Story. Uh, what aspect slash trait in alien mythology do you find the most interesting and has it been explored in any media, i.e. aliens being time travelers, having superhuman abilities being friendly hostile etc also where's area 51 also oh that was the other one for mark Mm -hmm. that was it where's area 51 it exists but you know it's gonna be you know it's too i've been there it's too hot now you know what i mean it's too hot i've been there when i when i drew when i drove out to out to la from florida we went to um uh, roswell and roswell's great because the lamps have like eyeballs on them to make them look like grays and we went to the alien museum and all that stuff it was a lot of fun do they have um do they have a uh, oh crap? Do they have alien jerky? Because I saw that on the way probably. to Las Vegas. They had alien jerky. You can go try. Yeah, probably. But I didn't. It's authentic. It is from the aliens. Which, by the way, would you want that? 
Uh, alien mythology, though. I uh, Area 51, though, I, what I was saying is it's too hot. It's too popular. They move the aliens somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like in, uh, I don't know, maybe they're in Los Angeles. Wouldn't that be good? Because that's all Because we're here. That's because <laughs> we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, but also trait or mythology as a kid. Oh, in sixth grade, I went to an all-Christian school. We had the assignment of, okay, write about uh, who built the pyramids. Like, you and I either pick two things. One, uh, the uh, slaves did it, or two, that the, or sorry, they did definitely didn't slaves. Mm-hmm. Say slaves. It was a Christian school. They were like, either the Egyptians did it mm-hmm. or aliens did it. I was the one kid that wrote about aliens doing it. I would it. assume every kid would do no. aliens. I was like, I was the only one. I'm like, yeah, they would do this. Because that's the fun one. Yeah, because I was like, I, and we have to do a rebuttal. So it's like, oh, they said they had these like sleds. They could have, the people could have moved them. But also, to be fair, anybody listening to this who is sold that aliens built the pyramids, they, they sure 100% did, percent did it. We and that is just... a big erasure of them enslaving whole cultures of people and yeah. using them as as slaves to yes, build that. They 100%. That. Also, most, we have physical proof that they can do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, one, ancient cultures aren't quite as dumb as we like to think they were. No. And two, usually a lot of the great monuments, we just threw human misery at it until it existed. Yeah, and it took a long fucking time too to build long, those. Too long. Too long. Too long. Fun fact, yeah. the last mammoths were alive when the uh, pyramids of Giza were finished built. That's Or at least the first couple ones. insane to me. It probably shouldn't be insane to me, but I'm you know, dumb, it's insane. So. No, it's insane. It's crazy. That's crazy. Because mammoths feel now way I'm, far off. Now I'm assuming that they used mammoths to make them, and you can't that, tell me that, they didn't. They, they didn't. They, they you didn't. can't tell me that, they, though. I know, but they did. But you can't tell me. What was the... You can't tell me. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me that, because I'm not going to believe you. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> Mythology. Alien mythology. Alien mythology. Area 51 was a big one for me. And I, and I wonder if part of that is just this idea, especially when you're a kid, you know your parents are keeping stuff from you, right? Yeah. And then when you get older, you know the government's keeping stuff from you. And then you get even older and you're like, yeah, but they're also really bad at it. Mm-hmm. They're really bad at keeping stuff it, from you. They're such bad liars. Also, just kind of giving a shout out really quick to Chernobyl that they bring up the through line for that show is really good where they say that the truth it's just going to come out yeah. regardless of what you want or whatever you're trying to do. And so basically it's like that. It's going to, no matter how hard they hide things, it's some version of the truth. Is gonna if it's out. more, if, if it's more than five guys that know, we'd all know mm-hmm. like 100%. Like it's just, it's the look at Snowden, man. Like one guy was like, Nope. And he outed a whole system, like a system that has now ruined his life. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that Canadian, uh, politician that was like, oh yeah, there's about seven to thirteen alien species living on Earth right now. And this is what they look like. And mm-hmm. he, he said that. Yeah. And on, on a in a press conference, yeah. he said that before he. Quit. I didn't know he did it as a press conference. It's a good bit. <laughs> Man, it's not that we don't want this to happen. We're not trying to be cynical. It's just a little hard to believe. I'll believe in Muppets before I believe uh, in aliens. Muppets are real. They just have a person's hand up their butt. Right up in there. Or they are people, like Snuffleupagus or Big Bird. Oh, Snuffleupagus could lift Thor's hammer. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's imaginary, though. Or am I that's, misremembering? That's there was a reading Gerard Way's run on Doom Patrol. It's like, uh-oh, Robot Man's fan fiction come to life. Wait, what? Uh-oh, beep, beep. <laughs> mm. Wait, what? That's one of those I just kind of let it wash over me. It's like, I'll figure this out at some point. Yeah, like when uh, she had sex with her cat. Sorry, don't worry. Read the comic. It's way cooler than the way I just <laughs> it's, said it's it. It's way cooler. I will say there was a book that was like uh, like a lot of the fiction I read where it's like kids with special powers. You know what I mean? And uh, it was called Mind Warp. 
and all the covers in the cover each, all the covers had like an element of like silver on it so like the first one the kid's bleeding and it's silver on the oh. cover or there's like a wormhole that's silver and it's like they're the ki- they're the kids of aliens but the aliens we find out are actually humans from the future that are trying to go back and stop the da 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 from the da 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 and you know what i mean that's you know that's the pitch for the 4400 that TV show? I actually, the episodes I saw of 4400 were pretty solid. Mahershala Ali was on that. That doesn't surprise me at all. A lot yeah, of good uh, actors were on that. Yeah. It, uh, pitch- but it's a great premise. 4400 people just vanished throughout the decades. Yeah. And then all of them came have back. not aged a day and they all came back on the same day. That's a great pitch. And they all kind of have abilities. That's great. It's really but cool. But they, they don't find out about the abilities until like the end of season one. No, they're, they're, they're basically from the start. Oh, I watched good, the, good, good. I watched the first season and I was like, and it wasn't bad. Just it wasn't going to stick with it. And it's also a different time where it's like you. You tried your best. Stuff like that was just lower. Like you just couldn't. It's like uh, like Smallville. Man, Smallville was doing their best, but the Clark just zooms in and pushes somebody real hard. You know hard. what was a weird effect on that show was the weird blur he had behind him. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was just weird. It was. Remember uh, the one episode where they actually tried to do a fight where he's in a cage match with Kane? Is that the wrestler that has spikes in his hands? Sounds and about right. I just was happy that they finally had him actually fight somebody as opposed to zoom push. Yeah, that was pretty good. Best one, mm. best best way he got ever gotten taken down was he runs and zooms. Uh, it's a drug house, mm-hmm. and there's money on the table. Flies mm. up in the air. Uh oh, would they print that fake money with kryptonite? And that's what the green is. And he gets all sick on the ground because mm-hmm. the money's printed with kryptonite. Man, ten seasons. You're got you gotta switch it up. Sometimes. Yeah, 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 gang. Let us know your favorite alien encounter story if superman came to earth would it be like brightburn would it be like superman or would it be like man of steel where we're kind of like lukewarm on it and we lose <laughs> a bunch of big cities uh also what percentage of the do, global do population think, no, do you is, think is, is aliens, by the way it's a crazy small number in uh men in the first men in black he says 50, there's give or take 1500 aliens on earth at any given time doesn't that make more sense yeah the, what, that it's that small yeah yeah, in, yeah. In international they're like, everywhere yeah and it, it also makes sense because this line after that, most of them are in Manhattan. It's like, well, there's only 1,500. Of course most of them are in Manhattan. That's crazy. Yeah, and international kind of, they poop on all that. They mm-hmm. really don't make it really clear. So, what, But what percentage do you think, what percentage of you believes that maybe aliens showed up? Oh, also, by the way, you look at those. There they are right now. They're coming to get us. Scared uh, the crap out of me. By the way, you look at a lot of early alien encounters, like pilots saying they saw something, whatever, and the design of the ship, it looks all suspiciously like our early stealth planes. Mm-hmm. So they might have just, and also Area 51 was a place where they developed, they were developing and testing early stealth planes and stuff like that. So it's like, it was probably just that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for parts of it, for parts of it. But unless you guys have a good argument... I want to hear us. it. Hey, we want to believe. And we want to hear it on Discord, which you can join at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers, onlystupidanswers.com for everything else that you can check out. YouTube.com slash might be awesome at DJ Talks Trash, at Sam Basher, and at onlystupidanswers. And you got the vowels from stupid. Them's all the info. Thank you for supporting us. Make sure you hit five stars on the iTunes app or anywhere else you listen because that's how we get higher up in the charts. If we don't get higher up in the charts, we disappear. If no one knows about us, we don't exist anymore. You've got to applaud so Tinkerbell comes back to life or whatever. Yeah. 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 Is that from the movie or is that from the live show? Bye.